Hey, Renee, Chris, and Ryan going live. Best podcast, Beauty and the Beast. Sit back and catch a vibe. Oh, yeah, we talking zombies and apocalypses and all those things you like. Going beast mode, and if you didn't know, it's Peter Z up on the mic. Hey, TWD family, grab the snacks about the pantry and subscribe and like them. If you can, please, or those walkers eat you like some candy. Hey, hey, <laughs> okay. You at the right place at the right time. No one does it better. That's the bottom line. Beauty and the Beast. This is prime time. Let's go. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> if only you guys could have seen what just went happened. It just uh, happened. It's okay. Can we get a repeat? I was excited. I'm yeah. just happy to be here. Can, can we just have a repeat? No. I, I, no that's... <laughs> I, I, I need a gift. Your eyes only. This. Why do you got to make it weird? No, I was going along to Peter's lyrics. So I did it well before those walkers eat like some candy. I was going like this, eating some candy. That's eating cereal. Uh, well, cereal. it could be a bowl full of candy. Pasta. Could be a bowl full of candy. Yeah. Well, look. How much candy do you eat with a spoon? I Look, we could do a competition. We'll go get some candy, put it in a fucking bowl, and find out. <laughs> Yeah. All right. It could be a bowl full of nerds, and it's candy, and I'm eating it with a spoon. Like yeast. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I like it. Um. Whoa, pop. Yes. What? It goes without saying that anytime he and I are in the same room, pants will be on. Yeah. What are you kidding me? What? I mean, what? Unless you're talking to Pamela and what was going on in this episode, because yeah. things got all right. All right, let's start off the gate. Let's start off the gate. Huh. She was like, I. She was digging for more than a coin. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit what you say. Maybe she's trying to see if it was heads up. She was... <laughs> oh goodness, she. She was digging for some hot balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's that, true, Tippy. You can't I, have pants and hot balls at the same time. I, I, I don't know if I didn't catch that on my first watch through, but like when I rewatched it today, that's when I messaged you guys, and I was like... <clears throat> you were quite chatty about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Oh. Yeah, Ryan was going off today. Uh, sound check wise, you guys can hear everybody. Obviously, it looks like that they're kind of low. So well, it says Meg is kind of quiet too. So let's just adjust some. Uh, but at least all the mics are on. No, no, yeah, yeah. We just have to. We did, yeah. That's, look, <laughs> we were able to defeat that before we started today. <laughs> right. That might be the only time in my life that somebody said I'm quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. I think we're good. I think it's just. I think it might have been just because we were talking. I don't think they were like quiet. Renee, say something. Hello. All right, Meg, say something. What up? Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Now and... let us know how that sounds. That way that you guys are hearing them separately. Yeah. Um, just to make sure. <clears throat> if I have to, I will try to do some adjustments. Yes. Okay. I'm still quiet. Which I'm, again, oh, makes it, I'm never quiet. So is it something on my end? Mm. Nope. I think you're good. I think you're good, yeah. 
Because you sound good, like, to me. Yeah. There's the quiet said, Renee's super quiet. I heard a little, a little whisper. Hmm. So, well. Oh, there. She's a there. Yeah. Okay, there's Renee. Yeah. We, we, we found it. So tonight, just so you guys know, we've been together for an hour already because we decided to spruce up the show and get away from Skype and use Zoom. And uh, <clears throat> it took a little took a little work, but we put our collective heads together. We did some testing. So now we're using Zoom. We I, I noticed right away a sound difference with yeah. us, but I do in with them as well. Yep. So um, thank you for letting us adjust the volume, though, because that's mm -hmm. something we, we weren't able to tell before. I tried as much as I could, <clears> but it was hard to hear it in one ear on yes. this and then hear it on that. It was, yeah. Yeah. So it helps. Um, but we're here, and we're better. We're better than we were last week, and yeah. we're always going to continue to get better. So there's that. <laughs> um, we did. I mean, kind of like an exciting little thing that Renee was able to work on for us this past week is when we were talking uh, I think it was in the after show last week, we had discussed getting a QR code for all our social medias. So now Renee just made, she made the QR code. So now it'll be just as a quick little simple, you know, for someone new who you guys might know or someone we know and they might be new to what we do. It'll be as simple as, hey, check them out, scan this QR code. And that QR code will bring them to our YouTube, our Insta, our Facebook, the Twitter. Yep. They'll get everything all in one little QR code. And there's no searching involved. It's just there at their at their fingertips. fingertips. Mm -hmm. um, and then you post the on Twitter, right? Yeah, the QR code will be on Twitter. So if you guys could take that, share it, uh, give it to some new people that you might think that they'd be interested in, in hanging out with all of us and uh joining in on the podcast and then you know all they have to do after that is just like and subscribe just be like oprah you get a card you get a card you get a yeah card. exactly and you get a qr code and you get a qr code exactly uh um, i did the camp in may when i walked by i was like hey here you go check us out yeah <laughs> like, oh, okay thanks yeah. <laughs> right um i'm pretty pleased bring that to our viewing party so we can hang it up on oh yeah absolutely anthony 100 um, we will have, uh, I think we're going to print it out and put it on tables or chairs or whatever for everybody. Okay. Well, it will be on the back of our business cards as well. So yeah. We'll find those accounts out at the camp and at the viewing party. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So, guys, we were very excited about episode 19 last week. I know I was because I had already watched it. You didn't get to. I know Renee wasn't able to get to it yet, I believe, as well, right? And Meg, you, you weren't able to watch it yet as of last what, week? 19? Yeah. Last week, did you watch it last week? No, no, Sunday. Okay. So I was pretty much the only one who, who had watched 19 already. Um, I've been very excited about this episode. Uh, Linda says she liked it. Yeah. Look, I got to say from a fan standpoint, <clears throat> from someone who's pretty critical of the show, I this was one of the most exciting um, and and – I think well storyline put together episodes that they've had for like in like five seasons probably like probably going back to like Herschel's farm kind of era here like kind of thing you know the barns on fire everyone's scattering the excitement the drama the, the death the horde you know that's my favorite episode it brought back those but it brought back those feelings for me this episode mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it starts out with, you know, uh, Pamela 
in the in the morgue or what I got some on the set call it a morgue. And Meg, I know you had an issue with how long it took Sebastian to turn. Yeah, it just seemed really long. Um, because if you think about it, in the last episode when the um, cleaning crew um, died, it didn't take them long to turn. But yeah. Sebastian, it felt like it was almost like almost a day. <laughs> Renee, do you happen to know anything from the timeline from when he was bit? Because I know sometimes you got you get timeline stuff where you know like you could be like oh well it was technically only an hour yeah. but you know it, yeah, they made it anything. yeah I've been reading but that, but I mean it's still daylight so because yeah the episode started out in the cities on the square still everyone's running around it's still daylight right. it was killed in the daylight so it hasn't been that long but I I understand what she's saying it's the eight cleaning crew simultaneously turned, which right. doesn't, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be random, right? But they all turn together. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then, yeah, it, it, I mean, I don't think it had been too long, but I definitely think it was longer than the cleaning crew for sure. So, but I haven't read any, you know, um, analytics on it or anything to know for sure. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious about that, but you're mm -hmm. right. I mean, it is still daylight out. The commotion's taking place as, as mm -hmm. the episode opens. Um, <clears throat> I want to compare the episode that, or the outfit that um, Pamela was wearing in last episode versus this episode because that'll really tell. It's the same because she yeah, was like, that pinky, like somebody said it, and she was because of her, her necklace. They were comparing her to the Queen of Hearts, like the villain of the oh. Queen of Hearts. I thought that was cool. Like that. But yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Pinky red, and then her her necklace. I think was a heart, or it was red anyway. If it wasn't a heart, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, right off the bat, she's obviously looking to blackmail somebody. I mean, this is blackmail, which she's coming up with. Oh, God. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? <clears throat> um, so, obviously, she wants Eugene to be the fall guy, which we'll get into. There's plenty of Eugene in this episode. Um, I know you had mentioned the part with him and Daryl later in the episode, which we'll get to, but it was it was pretty funny. I, I would have to think that there was a couple of outtakes for that, because I... How could you not bust out laughing? I mean, if you look at Norman Reedus's face, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could tell, tell that it was killing him on the inside that he couldn't laugh. Yeah, like you could actually see it. Yeah, if you've ever seen Josh McDermott and Norman Reedus together, they're hilarious. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I can't imagine how long. I would like to know how many takes it took yeah. to get a face yeah. to look that serious. Step aside, hoss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like throw punch. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he made the comment about no one needs to get hurt, I was like, yeah. It's yeah. It, it, <laughs> the old like you know what I could you know what I could cowardly lion. Put him up. You know what I could equate this to. <laughs> If you've ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, yeah. Oh it's the God, scene. I love that show. Yeah, you know where Terry Crews and um and uh, Charles uh what's his name Boyle. Charles Boyle yeah. that they're, they're in the boxing ring. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you see what was was goes, come on, Jake, I want to see the big guy pop the little guy's head off. <laughs> and Boyle goes. Yeah, Jake, I'm going to pop the little guy's head off. And he goes, Charles, you're clearly the, clearly the little guy here. He goes, ah, you're so funny, Jake. That's all I can think of. Uh, oh, I love that show. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, so oh, so by the way, guys, I don't know if you have the chat up. You'll see we posted um, a poll as well. Yep. Ryan asked, who do you guys think will be the next major death in Walking Dead? And right now, Jerry's leading the way with 57% mm. of the vote. I could only add four options, so I chose the, the, the four that, in my opinion, yeah. there was a lot of foreshadowing of their death in the episode. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that was Ezekiel, Jerry, Aaron, and Eugene. Mm-hmm. And those are the four that I really think there were a lot of hints at possibly of them of them dying. Mm-hmm. I yeah. may have voted. <laughs> I, um, we can vote. Yeah, I, exactly. See, I'm not gonna say who I voted for, but I voted. Paul did such I, a great I, performance. Yeah. I have to think that it was Jerry, though. I, I really think that he's the next one. As much as I, I hate to say that because yeah, I, I love Cooper, he's like one of my favorite favorite actors. Yeah, but I between the injury to his leg, um, the 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 conversation about all oh, Kingdom 2.0 and King yeah. Jerry and you know or, yeah Queen, King Jerry and Queen Abila, I was yeah. like. Oh, Come on, man. Like you're just winding us up right before that gut punch of killing Jerry, you know? And then you're gonna then you're gonna have Aaron have to break that news to Nabila. Yeah. I mean, that would be gut wrenching and, and heartbreaking. There was a lot of moments with each character in this episode though, with kind of like memory throwbacks, Aaron talking about him and Eric, yeah, Lydia I talking about Yeah. I really yeah, Aaron. And then even Eugene admitting that he lied. You know, yeah. When he brought that back up. Yeah. They, there was an A on Rosita's door. Yeah. And so the A is always a predominant number or letter. Um, and then, of course, the smart walkers is a nod to the beginning also. And, I, you know, I really got, I, I was watching you when Judith is talking and, you know, they're showing all the scenes of Eugene. And then they show, I, you always forget how, um, how Abe's death impacted Eugene. You know, you, yeah. we get we always focus on Glenn. Everybody's Glenn, 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 and that's. But you know, Abraham got killed too, and you know that. Can you imagine what that was for Eugene? You know, and, and they showed that clip of his face, and it was just like, oh crap! You know, you just remember those things. So I love how they're doing this, and I feel like this is how they're going to honor the previous cast members and think Everyone was hoping to see cameos and. Yeah. Um, clips, memories, or something, but I think this is how they're going to do it, is, yeah. is these beginning monologues, which right. are beautiful. I love them. With oh, Google, yeah. You know, telling the story. But then um, I think this is how they're going to handle that instead of the actual cameos and things, which is kind of sad, but it, it is still really good the way they're you know mixing it right into the story. Yeah, and I think that in this episode too, I think the character that showed the most growth is Eugene, and I think mm-hmm. that's very much why they, they like it was about him and yeah. The fact that he lied about so much to just stay alive because he was a coward. Mm-hmm. But then you see that this is a guy who literally had to lie to have other people keep him alive. To now he's willing to sacrifice his life if necessary for somebody else. And that's not Eugene's style. That's not who he is. Yeah. And that, that I think that just goes a long way to show how far he's come in, in these years, in these seasons. Like, the dude was public enemy number one. All he cared about was finding Max. He yeah. still and is, in my opinion. I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> and for him to sit there and, and for him to say that, oh, you know what, I you know, I did this mm-hmm. and I caused his death and I, I regret it. And then for Mercer to sit there and go, you know, what else? You know, anything else? And he goes, I acted alone. He goes, Max mm-hmm. Mercer might have been there, but she wasn't part of this. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, I love that when he added that and then he said I did it, he even took the fall for the recordings and everything. Yeah. And so she can be clean, you know, free and clear. So, couple of things from the couple of things from the chat. Zay's did you Zayn mentioned the letter A on Rosita's door, which we did notice. Linda says, Did you notice how creepy Pamela was when she was standing over her dead son um until he became a walker? She took the time to talk with him, but while during his whole life she always ignored him. Yeah. And you know, that's the the mother's remorse, I guess, or whatever if you want to call it. But I don't really I think a lot in life. Yeah. I don't really think that was I don't know, I don't I think she was just trying to make herself feel better. Yeah, I don't think it was real. I don't think it was true. You know, like it wasn't like 
yeah, authentic. She all of a sudden had this maternal something that she's never had. And yeah, I think she felt responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone did mention uh, Teal, and he did a really good job turning. I mean, that was, he, that was a pretty fantastic job of him being a walker, um, yeah. him acting that out and doing that. I don't remember it. Renee, was it you that shared it? Somebody shared a, a photo of him and um and Mercer, and it was it was him and his Walker makeup, and it was yeah. pretty cool. Like I was like, oh, you know, it's really funny. <laughs> he he did it. But, so um, Michael James Shaw was licking at his wounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he read this. I think it was on his store, Instagram story, and he said, "Consuming raw or undercooked chicken, blah blah, tail, blah blah." Was you know, <laughs> it was hilarious. That's funny. Um. And you know, like I said before, like to go off, I think it was what Linda said about about Pamela's creepy mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. But like, what's with the pocket rub and tug that she did on on, on yeah. Lance? I mean, I that... wonder how long it took to get back to this. Yeah, part. Okay. we start talking and then we drop the ball there. We need to right. Well, well, she didn't drop the ball. <laughs> <laughs> she fumbled it. I, well, <laughs> look, the, main, the one of the main. I wanted to get to the one and only part of this episode where it ground my guts. Mm. Okay, so we get the opening scenes done or whatever. They round up everybody. They start their interrogation process, whatever. But meanwhile, you got Aaron, um, Cooper, or Aaron, Jerry, um, Lydia, Elijah. and um, Elijah. Elijah, and they're heading to Oceanside. So they come across the horde in, in the middle of the woods, right? Jerry wants to bunker down and make everyone fettuccine con canna, canna, <laughs> con cannellini bean linguine, whatever. And I'm like, now is he making cobbler for the camp? Or are we going to get fettuccine con cannellini bean? Uh, well, we have two cobbler events scheduled, so it will oh, be cobbler. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm going to have to ask him, make, give me the recipe for the cannellini, yeah, the fettuccine con cannellini bean. Um, <clears throat> try saying that, man, that's tough. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but they come across the horde and Aaron wants to take the horse and buggy through the woods. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? Why? By all means, why why would you take a horse and buggy, a wooden wheeled vehicle, <laughs> which they put shitty rubber tires on, right. and tried pushing this thing through the woods with, with the horse. And through the mud. And then not to mention you you obviously okay we knew something was going to happen you know that can't go smoothly so we get stuck how come no one wanted to go you're in the woods right no one wanted to go get a giant like stick or limb from a tree and do a lever action to help pry the fucking buggy up in yep. the air no 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 we're just gonna pull it and push until someone breaks a fucking leg all right I know they got to inject drama into the show. Wouldn't be a good story. Why did it have to be Jerry's name? You know what I mean? Like right there and then, I I was like, he's dead. He's fucking he's I, dead. They're killing Jerry. I, there it is. They're killing I, Jerry. I thought for sure when the and I know we're skipping ahead a little bit. But when the when the walker <laughs> picked up the rock, hmm. I thought for sure that that was that that Jerry was done. I I was like between the leg injury and all sort of shit, he's done. Yeah. And he did, and they didn't kill him. And I'm like, okay, well, now you're just prolonging the inevitable, in my opinion. Yeah. Did you and did you notice that Elijah keeps his mask with him? Yeah. He, he it's on, it was on his bag. Well, it brings it. We, it's yeah. on. It's on the buggy too. It's on the yeah. side of the buggy, hanging from the side of the buggy. Yeah. So he he travels with his mask, a la like Negan with a whisperer mask. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everyone's traveling with their alter egos throughout the apocalypse. Apparently. <laughs> but also going back to what you were saying about going through the woods, 
it was so not like Aaron. He's usually very calm, collected, and yeah. And they haven't given really a crap about Oceanside for a while. Yeah, so no. They're like, we gotta get, we gotta get there, we gotta get there. It's like, it's not making sense. Mm-hmm. I, think what, I think what's making sense is what they're mm-hmm. doing here. Yeah. I think that's why they're putting, I mean, I agree, it was a rookie mistake for him. And that's not an Aaron move, right. but whatever. But, you know, he, I, I feel like they're just trying to get to Oceanside because we don't know what they're gonna find there. Yeah. So Linda and, and it looks like Pi and probably everybody else want us to talk mm-hmm. about what we think of the relationship between Pamela and, and Lance. Now, personally, I think that there was definitely favors done mm-hmm. uh, because Lance definitely shows a likeness to when Pamela touches him. Mm-hmm. You know, his face caresses his face and all that stuff and everything. I, and the way she like it's pure speculation in her mouth. <laughs> it's pure speculation, but I'm gonna say that at one point, maybe a few times, he was uh, chosen throwing it down for Pamela to do things. <laughs> it's the best way. I mean, the, I mean <laughs> Carol said it: you get happiness anywhere you can, and don't take you know, don't be sorry. Sure, right. So, yeah. <laughs> I I think for I think for. Lance in his own fucked up way that he has some affection towards Pamela and mm-hmm. has some form of lust for her. I think for Pamela it's about manipulation. Pi says was Lance Sebastian's daddy. I don't think so either, but they do share a similar hairline. <laughs> but I think Lance is obsessed with the Milton family in general. Yeah. Has always, you know, goes back to his childhood as the yeah. chauffeur's son watching this powerful family watching them have everything while he has nothing and aspiring to achieve that you know mm-hmm. and I'm not saying there's not some freaky dicky going on or whatever right. i'm just saying freaky he was dicky. completely obsessed with the miltons yeah. you know and i think you know he just <clears throat> yeah i think it, it's just twisted his brain mm-hmm. tippy says nothing's done nothing is done right in the twd in, in the twd unless they do it the hardest way possible. I think that's it. Just moved on me, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, drama-based series. They gotta inject that drama somewhere. Um, so you know, but still, I mean, there. The one other small part, which because I know we were talking about. I heard you guys talking about it earlier. I, I was away, but I still heard it. You're talking about. Um, the walkers and when they first i guess like appeared mm-hmm. i you know like so the first time they appear it's in daylight and you see the hand grab the fence yep but then they don't attack until <laughs> the middle of dark i'm just doing my pull like, ups hold on I'm like, <laughs> hold yeah, on were they like were they like kind of sitting there looking at the lock going hmm <laughs> Hmm. Uh, that's not it no 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 that kind of goes into did, did, this do we do this <laughs> Did your guess, Meg? Let's hear. Uh, well, I kind of told you already, Renee. You kind of knew this already. Um, so the walker or the variants—they attack at night. Now you're down. It's a whole group. We saw how big the horde is, and then we're down to three people because Jerry's basically out. Then all of a sudden, I cut the daylight, and they're all dead. You mm-hmm. mean to tell me they had no issue taking them out? They had never seen a variant before. Yeah. Well, we're, see, but here's the thing: I don't think all of them were variants. 
I think you had a blend. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. But they did the old divide and conquer thing. Like, you guys jump down and then we'll separate them and we'll do this and that. So, yeah, you're right. I mean... And Jerry's got those new sweet swords. He, does, he did have some pretty awesome. sweet moves, you yeah. know. I but when Cooper talked about the Talking Dead, he was so excited for fans to see that. <laughs> I was getting scared though because look at what happened with Jesus. Mm -hmm. We finally got to see his really cool sword action, then and yeah. yeah, kind of was expecting that. Yeah, there were a couple times I was very they, worried for Jerry in this episode. They yeah. definitely did Jesus dirty with that. And even oh Tom Payne was very upset with that because he even expressed the fact of all the training and everything he did for that character and then should be off like that. But it was amazing because nobody expected it. Yeah. Nobody knew he was leaving. Nobody, it, Jesus' yeah. death was amazing. Mm -hmm. and I that was. Because no one saw it coming. And I think that, that was what was good about it because he is so talented with that, his skills and that, and you would not expect it. I'd be like Rick Brian getting, you know, it's mm -hmm. just don't expect it. And I thought, I thought Jesus' death was one of the best in the series. Mm -hmm. It was. It was handled really well, despite mm -hmm. all the BS yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Pi says the smart variant walkers helped the entire herd over the fence before attacking. <laughs> <laughs> They're pushing them up all the <laughs> <laughs> Step and go. Step and go. <laughs> I did like how the one walker turned. You know, he, he, he like the whole group Yeah. Because it was like in Tales of the Walking Dead with that one that was kind of took care of the group that Dr. Everett, Dr. Everett saw. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, I there's two things that really grinded my guts in, the, in that whole thing. And I'm not, I'm not going to touch the third one, which I talked about, but because you guys kind of touched upon it, where, you know, all of a sudden, that you know, they had to climb over walls. We went from no walkers to, like, three dozen walkers walking around and in minutes. Mm -hmm. And they had no warning. To me, that was bizarre. But anyways, when they're in, they're hiding from the horde, and the doorknob will start, the doorknob starts turning, right? And Jerry just looks at it, and he gets this puzzled look on his face. Motherfucker, move! Fucking <laughs> door! What are you doing staring at it? Like, who else do you think's out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. He was a magical survivor who just killed thirty six fucking zombies, and now he's just gonna try. Oh, okay, I'm trying to get you know, trying to help you out. No, close the fucking door. It's me, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, yeah. I but, like, that took more time than it should have. And, and for somebody who's been in the apocalypse this long, your react, your survival instinct and reaction would be a lot better than that. And then, um, I lost my train of thought because I'm that angry about it. Um, hold on, it'll come to me. I wanted, So he had to hoist himself up through that hole. Yeah. Right? So you're doing that with pure upper body strength. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like Lydia, yep. I could see no problem. Yep. You know, Elijah, no problem. Yep. Jerry, without help, there it's a problem. Like, they didn't even like, oh, let's pull him up through the whole thing. Yeah, no. I think they did. That's somebody extended their hand. Did, yeah. I, but I, I mean, like. I'll go back and watch again, but I thought someone put their hand Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, but I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I was. That's. Anthony said it was Lori at the door. <laughs> <laughs> He's sticking with it. I like it. I like it. He's Admit sticking it. with it. Yeah, and you know what um, pissed me off too is I understand that Aaron explained it that, oh, I've heard these stories and I believe that they were just rumors. But how the fuck <laughs> do you not mention that? I I'm sorry. Rumor or not, if, if the four of us were our own community, right, 
And I'm, I'm out in fucking, you know, wherever the fuck you want a supply run. And this guy I run into tells me, hey, by the way, dude, um, I uh, I heard that there's like zombies that can open doors and climb walls and shit. So that raises two questions for me. Why keep that to yourself? Rumor or not, why keep that to yourself? Mm -hmm. That's nonsense. Second of all, who the fuck did you run into that was just like, oh, by the way, I heard there was. Yeah. Well, you have to remember, Aaron used to be a scout. So he was out. For long periods of time, him and Eric, right? I mean, Eric did it too, I believe. But when they were with, you know, the original Alexandria group, he was a scout. He spent time out in the woods, whatever. So even though he had at that point never really seen it for himself, but he had heard it. So maybe he heard it in his travels as he was a scout for Alexandria looking for survivors and people to join. I could like, but you're right. If we're all in the community... And I just, you know, you guys just took me in. One of the first things I would probably say is, hey, guys, I know you probably spent a lot of time out there in the woods and stuff. But by the way, just so you know, I actually watched one of these motherfuckers open a door, you know, like, <laughs> and climb a fence and try to kill me with a fucking rock. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if there's even a 1% chance that was legitimate. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, because on that 1% chance that it, that it is true and, it, and it, like that is a real thing, mm. that is shit that your community should know. That, hey, just because there's a door doesn't mean you're safe. Or just because there's a wall doesn't necessarily mean you're safe. Yeah. Mm. I, how, that's not, that's not like lazy writing to me, honestly. <laughs> he says, next we'll see a walker water ski jumping over a chart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why they waited so long, you know, from the beginning to see Ellen thing. Yeah. Explain this to people that haven't heard it before. I know some of you already know this, but just for those that don't know it, yeah. Frank Darabont was the first showrunner. He wanted the smart zombies. Yep. That's why they were there for about a season and a half. That's how long he was there. When the new showrunner came along, he decided to turn and go towards Kirkland's dumb zombies from the comics. So that is why the change, and I know it makes no sense. And that's just, that was a creative, idea, you know, creative choice. And that's what they did. My opinion, why they're bringing him back this time of this late in the game is because this is another nod to the earlier seasons. That's what Kang has said. That's what Nicotero has said. I don't think that this is your France variant. I don't think that this is, you know, I, you know, I can't explain why it's just all of a sudden, oh, here, let's just stick this in. Other than they're just trying to do a nod to those initial, you know, the first season zombies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help but wonder what the show would have been like if we had the smart walkers for 11 years. Uh, Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a hell of a lot more death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the fact that, you know, with, um, the, the dead would be more of a threat right. than, than the living. You know what I mean? Like, or just a mount. Yeah, and then, and then they may have evolved even further. Who knows? Mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah, it's hard to say. But it's better know, late than never? Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe we're getting them at the right time. You know, yeah. everything's ending, and we'll, we'll continue to have them with the other shows. But, you know, I did actually sit there and reflect and be like, could you imagine, like, them – Let's say, you know, let's say they weren't going to Oceanside, but they were returning back to Alexandria and them going back and telling Rick and Michonne that they came across a horde. And within that horde were uh, walkers. Yeah. They could actually function 
and do things. And like almost have grab, like grab and Yeah, like grab, turn, pull, climb. You know what I mean? Could you imagine Rick and Michonne's faces hearing that shit? Being like, like Rick would be like, wait, are you, are you for real? Kind of thing. Like you saw this with your own eyes. So. And you know, it's interesting too, right? Like I put a lot of thought into it. Why did the walker grab the rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only thing that I could think of, right, is that in the in the wild, animals will evolve to have certain things develop, whether it be a venom, you know, a toxin or whatever, that will immobilize their prey. Mm-hmm. Then it allows them to consume the prey on their own, you know, on their own right. terms. You know right. what I mean? So was this them evolving in the, in the sense that they learned that, okay, we can't just shamble and hope to get, hope to get, uh, you know, the prey that we want. So they start developing this thought process of incapacitate the prey first by beating, you know, beating a skull in with a rock and then kill him. Mm-hmm. And then we can eat him all we want. We don't have to worry about him breaking away or, you know, or someone killing right. him. Incapacitate the prey first and then you eat him. Yeah. And that's kind of what I thought because like you have like bubble constrictors, right? Like, They'll they'll squeeze the prey until they literally kill it, and then they'll consume it. Mm-hmm. You have certain snakes that'll do that, certain tarantulas, things like that. And so that's my thought process: is that it's like just an evolutionary step for them of learning to like to hunt, basically. Right, right. Yeah, I, you know, it was it was either that or you want to play rock paper scissors. No, hmm? no nothing. Okay. Oh my god, I'm reading. No. I'm sorry, I was reading chat. I'm sorry. I was, what did I you got, say? I got nothing. Did you say rock paper scissors really? <laughs> Uh, then yeah, well, yeah, we were actually we've been touching base on that, the variant letting the horde in, and trying to figure out how many variants were in that horde. Yeah, you know, not every walker in that horde was a variant because we only, you know, he's able to hear them going off the beaten path into the woods and turn his head and look, which means he's able to pull those that horde with him. Um, and from, from, I mean, honestly, what we know is there was only really one variant in that whole group. Cause it's the same one that got stabbed in the shoulder that was fighting with, with Lydia. Mm-hmm. Cause he grabbed her staff. I think it was, and like pulled her, she stabbed him. That's the same one that climbs up cause he's got the knife in him. So, I mean, theoretically, I think all we really know is that there was one mm-hmm. in that whole, in yeah. that whole group. Oh yeah, because the one that trying well, the one trying to open the door could have been the same one to climb up, right? Sure. Yeah. I I, I assume there were two different. I mean, yeah. he, he's probably the one that opened the door. He's yep. the same one who climbed up. He yeah. grabbed the rock. So we only really know, like I said, it's just that one that was in that group. But that one in that group is enough to scare the living shit out of you. I I, I also you know, have I, the theory that the variants have existed this entire time. But I think that they're evolving even further to have more of an independent thought process. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was thinking about this more in depth with the hordes, right? When you looked at the hordes, there was always a front runner. Mm-hmm. There was always an alpha at the front of the pack who was kind of leading the way. Yeah, like yeah, you would have like we would see time and time again, the horde would be kited, you know, or or, or guided over like you know like the the survivors would try to like. I don't know, heard them a certain way and they lead them somewhere. But there was always like a, a, a walker in the front of the group. 
So was that them developing like an alpha personality that they were kind of leading the pack and like just directing them where to go and they just instinctively followed. Mm -hmm. Now this is like the next step for them is that they're evolving along this path where now they have independent thought. Not only are they having these like base human instincts of like survival and sticking together and being like a pack animal, but now they're also evolving to like problem solving skills, like opening a door or climbing a wall. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's, you know, maybe he opened up the first door or the gate, whatever it was. Yeah. And that took him a long time to figure out, which made it easier for him to open up the second one a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, we sat there for eight hours hitting it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny know? with the drone out. Like, he, yeah. You see it turn one way, and then it turns another way. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, he's figuring it out, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta walk before, you gotta crawl before you can walk, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch going on in the. This is the very active chat tonight. People, people, are, people. But, but I mean, this is how you know everybody loved the episode. Um, yeah. Would the variants, Pi said, would the very, yeah, would the variants be fooled by a whisperer mask? You know. Um, I mean, or would they be able to do deduce that as a person? Right. You know. Um, it depends on their level of comprehension. Yeah, because I mean, Aaron, his first thought was this is a whisperer as he's beating. Yeah. He's saying these goddamn whisperers. It was pretty cool the way he ripped his face off. <laughs> that was very cool. Mm-hmm. And, and and like seeing the like the actual like like after they kill it, scared the shit out of him. I was like, that's actually freaking cool. Like just seeing like the the detail was pretty was pretty cool. It was like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been the whispers the whole time. He that tweeted it. <laughs> I read it in an article, so don't miss a tweet. It's going to be the first time. I know. Uh, Anthony, we've talked about temperature affecting them a few times with the cold weather slowing well, them down. Snow that time, and they yeah. were, you know, kind of frozen and things, but um, that's that's one of my, that's probably my biggest like grind my guts segment of the Walking Dead as a whole. My my theory. Is the best time for the zombie apocalypse to happen is fall, because by the time winter comes around, they're all going to be frostbitten. Yeah, any flesh that's not necrotic already is going to be necrotic. Well, that's if you're not in the north in the northeast. Oh yeah, true. We're in New York, so I'm okay. Yeah, you know, if you go south, then you're going to continue to run into a problem. But I mean, that that also begs the question that with intense humidity, the increase in moisture is that going to cause the tissue to break down faster? Mm-hmm. But that, but my point being is. I mean, you. We only are able to walk because of our muscles, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like our mus, mus, you know, muscular system, whatever the fuck. Yep. But I'm not a science. I was never a science major. Um, if they're walkers and they're dead, I, I mean, they're not producing more blood. I, I mean, so you, you're not having blood flow to the to the extremities. So at that point, the muscle would start dying. And now we're how many years into the future yeah. from from the outbreak? And I, I, most walkers, in my opinion, I get it's not good storytelling, but you know, I, I always have to base things in fact. Is I feel I feel like after that long much time, there wouldn't be much left. The only the only walkers we'd have left are fresh turns. That's why I have well, yeah, and that's why to introduce the variant now, I feel is backwards in the storyline. You know what I mean? Like you're. You're telling we we talked about this I think in our text messaging group but you know like you're you're introducing evolving walkers at the end where it's been what 15 something years or something like that they should anything that's made it you know to this point 
should be in the ground barely moving you know unless it's a fresh kill and something fairly new but now we're introducing a hybrid variant that's learning you know like how is it how is this amount of time passed and they're not just falling apart you know i kind of just thought of something it is so left field but i'm the queen of left field so okay so we're what 15 years like you said now obviously our brains are always evolving what if like when we die you have all the knowledge of the walkers so that's still somehow embedded in your brain even though your brain is dead and it kind of makes you like the smarter walker yeah if i made sense yeah yeah it does make a lot of sense yeah but the body's still gonna deteriorate no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, it, if it is indeed a fresh kill. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see, a lot of people were throwing this back to, as well, like, with, when, no, to um, when Morgan and his yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, a lot of people have started pulling shit from the first seasons and being like, oh, yeah. my God, she remembered. She was going back to her home. Well, because even Aaron made a mention. He goes, we've heard of walkers, you know, going back to places that are familiar to them. And yes. the, minute I, the minute I heard that, I thought of more another, another throwback to earlier yep. seasons, yeah. which Renee said this episode is chock full of them. Yeah. They are, yeah. I'm trying to think back to the CDC episode with Jenner, right? Um, because I remember... I haven't watched it in a long time. It's been so long since I've watched it. But there was a thing where he actually had a study of the brain activity of of a person dying. And then he said the brain restarted, right? Yeah. Well, it it started to like re... The brain stem area started to re-stimulate. You know, like only in... None of the... Yeah. Other part. Primal area, right? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, going off what makes that, I think that that begs the question of what's retained after you turn, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How, how much is retained? Mm-hmm. Well, and see, the thing is, too, like, you know, not not walkers, but traditional zombies outside of the Walking Dead universe, they had a memory, a little bit of that, where they, you know, yeah. but the Walking Dead universe is written as if that zombie lore was ever, it was never a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the people didn't know anything, they didn't know you know how to obviously kill them or you know they had to learn all that stuff so that that's how it was written so you know it's probably just some of that also but you know i always wonder too and i i know that this is just like we have to make assumptions about right the only reason that we know that everyone is infected is because jenner told rick right right before they left the cdc and he says we're all infected right that's not common knowledge like that like there's very few people in the world and following the outbreak that would have actually known that information it would have been the scientists that were working on this thing with the cdc right so when you have a new person join the community like let's say they just join alexandria do they just go hey buddy hey buddy by the way just so you know in case i die um we're all infected so you got to stab me in the head like mm-hmm. is that is that part of the new heart orientation <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand it you know what i mean how does that information like how does that i just i just had like, a idle conversation yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah so is there, is there like a welcome to the community the, like packet? It's written in the rules. <laughs> it's written in the rule book. You know, I want I to point know. out point out something Mitchell wrote earlier too. He said if the variants were a thing before, it would have made the whispers a lot scarier and deadlier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a very good point because they would have been able to do things that they weren't able to do as whispers. Well, that and I mean, but once again, do we know if that would have worked? You know, would you know would the variant be able to? not recognize that or the with the variants been just as much of a threat to the whispers as well yeah 
We, we don't know that. Or would they have blended in with yeah. fast-moving walkers, you know, or, right. you know, smarter walkers? Yeah. You think, do, you think, do you think that we're going to see, like, Z Nation, like, running walkers? Maybe in France. Oh, God, no. I hope not. <laughs> Maybe in no, France. I think in France we will because, yeah. you know, that galaxy was pretty quick across that room. <laughs> but, but, yeah. do you, but do you think that we're going to see that in The Walking Dead before it ends? No. 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 I think maybe in like a post credit scene in the mm, final episode, mm. maybe there's rumors that they were working on one. So, you know, maybe a post credits kind of scene, but not I don't think in the storyline. Yeah, we I and and I I don't think with everything going on, I don't think they have the room to to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. To add that. But I still would like to know, like when they finally make it to Oceanside, which we'll fig- we'll find out. I did not, I didn't watch ahead, so I have no idea what episode twenty is about. Yep. But I know that you know whenever they do get to Oceanside, they're gonna find either a community that's completely wiped out and dead because of Lance. Yep. Um, maybe one or two stragglers that survived. Which I know. Um, what was his name? The musician, the the teacher. Luke. Luke. He was at Oceanside, but right. So I mean, maybe he survived. You know. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen yeah. him. In the lineup at the end when Lance is flipped the point. He wasn't there. Yeah. So maybe he's still alive and that'll be the link. Yeah, there could be, yeah. I don't I think he's filming what is he filming right now? Like oh one of those Harry Potter spotters. Yeah, so I doubt we see him, but maybe. Um did you guys notice? I know obviously we know this episode had a lot of callbacks to season one, but also had a callback to season three. It did. In the scenes, I know we're probably going to go back to talking about this topic, so might as well start it now. Oh. In the scene where Pamela and Lance, um, you know, are in like that solitary confinement, mm-hmm. she brings in a zombified Sebastian. Mm-hmm. It's a straight callback to the season three finale when Andrea is tied up with a Oh my god! Yeah, I That's noticed right. that immediately. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, somebody else mentioned too that Pamela is the Governor 2.0. I think it might have been Mitchell. Yeah. I'm not sure. Somebody wrote an article I was or someone that said all Walking Dead villains eventually turn into the governor. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the article, but I know that was an intriguing title. Yeah. Um, and that, that also kind of reminds you of when Sasha was in, you know, when uh, the, the, the coffin. Yeah. Well, you know, she was before that. When oh, Megan, before when she was part. Megan's like, you need to come with yeah. me. You're beach-sized lady nuts, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and... Uh, he said, uh, "Reach ball, excuse me." And he, um, but he gave her the option. He gave her a weapon. I don't remember what weapon he gave her, but he said, "He's dead. You either, you know, let him get you, mm-hmm. or you know." So that kind of, you know, shows that too, where she had to fight yeah. her yeah. way out of that, or she would be would have died then, you know. Linda said she was curious. She goes, "Why the soldiers didn't check the church where Gabriel where Gabriel was working? Daryl and Rosita were there uh, with Eugene hiding." I, I mean, they're they're obviously obvious story loopholes for reasons you know um they hiding is when maybe they did check it because daryl was gone getting yeah and eugene would have been there he could have easily hidden you know right too i thought you know that's one of his people and why wouldn't you look there but maybe they did and because if you they they've had to cut a lot of stuff just for time, which I don't know why they just didn't give us longer episodes for this last eight. It yeah. you know, makes because sense. of the new show. I know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried to watch it up. Not even bother. I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I thought after. You know, one, one thing that I've been kind of thinking about is we've mentioned this before, 
what causes, you know, Negan and Maggie to go to New York? What causes Daryl to go to France, right? And they're putting a lot of emphasis on the variants. I mean, the whole, the whole, basically a whole episode dedicated to showing us how they are evolving. And then you have the, that, like that weird post-credit scene in France where the zombie's running, right? And, and like punching the the door, putting a hole, you know, putting a dent in the door. Mm -hmm. What if, I mean, the CRM is still out there, right? I mean, they're, they're still a thing. They're still a presence that we just don't know what they're up to. And so what if, you know, at the end of Walking Dead, Negan, Maggie, and and, and Daryl get recruited by the CRM, and they say, "Hey, you know, this guy he vouched for you, like you know, Rick, let's say, right? He vouched for you, says that you guys are good at what you do, you're good at scouting, you're good at this, you're good at that. We've gotten reports in New York and Paris, let's say, and you know, we're hearing about these walkers that you know in, in France they, I don't know, they they run super fast and they have super strength." But in New York, they climb skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. We need you to go investigate for us. Here's the equipment to do it. You know, Daryl gets a helicopter. That's a far fucking flight for a helicopter. Mm. But my point being is that maybe this is how they tie in them going to other places. Maybe they're investigating these reports. I don't think you can end the series with, with, without, with not being able to introduce the CRM one way or another. Yeah. I think this series has to end... And you have to implement the CRM somehow. Yeah. I don't know if it's the the, the cutscenes at the very end or whatever, but I think that you'll see those soldiers in black uniforms and the emblems and all that other stuff. Like I feel like in order for this to happen the right way, like you just said, you have to include the CRM somewhere in the ending of this show. And you have to explain, like, one, how Daryl gets to France, mm-hmm. and two, why You're Maggie good. would leave her son mm-hmm. behind. Unless, unless she brings... I, I just don't see the community splitting up like that unless there was a specific reason or unless everybody else is dead. Yeah. But even then, why would Daryl and Maggie split up? Showrunners have said they, this... This series will not end setting up the the spinoffs. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it, to me, I feel like you would have to. But I don't think it's going to set up. Yeah. I I don't think introducing the CRM will set off the spinoffs. I think it just helps close out this show with Commonwealth. Show the the ending of but what is bigger out there? You know what I mean? Kind of like a continuation. Like you're gonna. I just feel like you need to show. I don't know. It makes sense in order to like introduce the CRM somehow as this show is ending mm. to open up how big the world is outside of what they've been involved in. You know, yeah, Commonwealth is a big community, fifty thousand people, whatever. Blah 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 blah. The the CRM is like still kind of like I don't want to say nationwide, but it's Philadelphia. I mean, from what we learned in other Chicago, uh, yeah, right. Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, it's, you know, it's spread out. They have more. We know that they have helicopters. We know, we don't want, we don't know what else they really do have though. For all we know, they could they have, have freaking cargo. They could have jets. Yeah. They could have cargo planes. They could have jets. Who knows? Yeah. We, we, we kind of all assumed and figured out that on, uh, t- uh, Tales of the Walking Dead that they were responsible for carving that giant trench and separating oh, yeah. the land. 
you know. Who else? You know. Yeah, but in thirty years, somebody else could be the next thing. We don't. Yeah. Know. I mean, that's a long time. So, yeah. But yeah, some big group had to do that. It right. Just you know. With the technology, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. needed equipment in order to do that. Everything, yeah. Yeah. To what? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Let's say going back to like talking about like introducing the CRM to end Walking Dead versus how they're gonna deal with uh, Maggie spinoff and Daryl spinoff. I definitely agree saying that you have to do the CRM to end Walking Dead. However, I think we're going to figure out how they got to New York, how they got to France in the beginning of their own series. Because mm. otherwise it just, it w- does not fit for a Walking Dead ending yeah. if you deal, lead off with that. Because what if they decide to make another spinoff? Then that spinoff basically doesn't even count in the universe because they didn't really show it, but yet it does count in the universe. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. You just you just need to end it where it's at and let the spinoffs speak for themselves, yeah. even though it's a spin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm rambling here. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, so we spent obviously we we spent a lot of time on on the variant and everything else because that was to me the centerpiece of the show. But a lot a lot did happen in this episode besides that. Um, you know, if you want to talk about like the Rosita and Mercer transaction, that whole. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mercer basically telling her, like, you need to report your friend to me. And, he, you know, you see him, he bring him, you know, whatever. <laughs> when they were sitting down. Make him like, himself in. Rosita, you know, Espinosa, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, do you, you reside at uh, 929 Spring Street or whatever. Do you, do, you, do you find that information to be correct? And she's like, really? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. offended. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and then she's like, I'll call you if I see him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what, yeah, because he's like, if not, like, the repercussions are going to be, you know, like, severe or whatever. He's like, no one will ever get out of here kind of thing. The smirk that she throws his way, the kind of like, hmm, like, Mercer has no idea of what our group has mm-hmm. literally been through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such an empty threat. To her, to, I felt like that was such an empty threat to her. Like she's like, hmm, I'll kill every one of your soldiers. You know what I mean? Like in my sleep. <laughs> oh, oh, honey. <laughs> you know, like that was such a oh, honey moment. You know, that, oh, honey, you're, oh, honey, stop it. You know, like she just, uh, you know, and I thought that was like a really good like silent f you. Like okay, sure. Like that was like that that That's little like a moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know. He goes through a lot of different emotions in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the first one being with Rosita, the next one being with uh, Princess. I mean, it began with him and Pamela, and you know, pretty much, you know, him being her sister being blackmailed, basically. Yeah. Um, so he's on this constant roller coaster of who am I as a person in this episode. You know, and Max throws him under the bus. She's like, look, she's like, our father, you know, who was, I think she said, lieutenant or captain or something like that, would, yeah, would do the right thing. General. Generally, yeah, you know, he he did the right thing. He led the right way. And he'd be ashamed of you. Yeah, and he'd be ashamed of you. And I was like, oof. Twisting the knife right there. Yeah. I was like, damn girl, get it. She saw that wound and she took that table saw and just poured it right on top. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, I mean, it's a ton of good content in this episode to go off of. Um, 
they mentioned the gates like Daryl know Daryl's Daryl it's him Eugene and Rosita and they're in the church and they're you know they're planning the getaway and Daryl's mentioning those gates that we had spoke about you know and him knowing the shift change and where the openings are and what gates to go through uh, so a lot of that was like good you know this is good intel to hear you know stuff that like we had talked about and then have it be like spoken about in the episode you know that was pretty cool um can we talk about princess's speech though oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely that's what i'm saying there's so so much good content go ahead no good kick it off no i mean it's just it was so powerful and like as she's talking about it i'm literally envisioning it like it would have been really cool if they had a montage but i i, I kind of feel like it would have taken away from um, how powerful she was in delivering it. Mm-hmm. It was just perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I like she owned that episode in my opinion. Oh yeah, with that monologue alone. Yeah, she, that would. And I mean, I know Renee. You you wrote. Did you you posted an article you wrote right about it about her backstory? Dead walking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, she used some very like uh, real life uh storyline to that you know what i mean like i'm sure that there's millions of people who can relate to that type of you know background and and, and up uh what's the word i'm looking for like upbringing you know yeah. like, you know stuff like that and when and when mercer looked at her and was like you know you know this this is this is the best we've got or whatever and she goes don't say that yeah she goes you can always find better yep and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Because well, because when he when she's waiting for him at the precinct or the barracks or whatever it is, you know, she's like, you know, you had me interrogating that in that room. It smells like ass and some B.O. and ass or some shit. Armpits and ass. Armpits and ass. And I, was like, <laughs> I died laughing. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm sorry. It was like, you know, we're doing our job. And she's like, oh, so it's not personal kind of thing. Yeah. He's like, I can't show favoritism or whatever. Yeah. So she's like. But right there, so she, you could tell, like, she, she's used to having that be a personal attack. Like an like, excuse, yeah. Because her, her immediate, she's like, oh, that, that, so that wasn't just because it's me. Like, it was a personal attack on me. Um, and that was almost like an instant kind of, like, comfort to, for her. You know, it felt like she was, like, kind of comforted by that. Like, oh, all right. Um, but then to her hear her, excuse me, talk about, you know, her, her lifestyle growing up with her mother and, you know, how she wasn't going to live her life being her mom kind of thing, you know? And when he says, when he leaves the office because they got wind of where Max was, mm-hmm. he says, I got to go to work or I got to go. She turns and she's like, me too. You know what I mean? Like she went, she was already packing when he, sh- when he showed up at her place. So like she was already decided like this ain't good enough for me, you know? So, um, it very is very just like you know there was a lot of good dialogue a lot of good um moments through this whole this whole episode i mean even when you have lydia who's trying to find her way again and um she doesn't want to end up having like another uh another relationship like she had with um henry henry yeah you know so Aaron basically tells her, like, look, you gotta you gotta take your shot, you know, you gotta spend you gotta just do it. Spend your time with people, you know, whenever you can, love whoever you can, kind of thing, for as much as you can, because you don't know when it's gonna be taken away. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't, I don't remember, I, I don't remember Renee it may if he were there or not, but I, I know Chris and I had a chance to sit down with, um, Paola, mm-hmm. Paola, yeah. And like, just have like a, like a, like off the record, just like true, like person to person conversation and just her demeanor and her personality. She is princess. Mm-hmm. She hundred percent is. Like a thousand and ten percent. Like just the way that she conducts herself. I even said to her, I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, like I, I see why you were cast as princess. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, thanks, I think. I'm like, no, 100% a compliment. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you were just the badass that princess is. And she was mm-hmm. like, thank you, I appreciate that. You know, and just, it was, the conversation was, she was an awesome person to talk to. The cool thing about, you know, the, everything that she shared, I mean, it's, it's from the comic books. And so you read that on the comic page, probably, if you're a comic book reader, you read that. And it was probably pretty impactful, but to put this person, this face, this flesh and blood person in that position and just, she's just given, you know, that character so much life and, um, you know, strength. And it's, I just, it was incredible. I just thought she just did a fantastic job. And like you said, I don't know, I can't even imagine anyone else you know, playing princess there. I, just, yeah. I don't Agreed. think it could happen, not in the same way and not be as impactful. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, stemming from her and the conversation she had with Mercer and then you, this, this man literally had, he just got beat up all episode by women. Like just, just verbally, <laughs> accosted, verbally accosted by women the whole episode. You know, a lot of people in the chat say they don't like Mercer, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I think he's outstanding. Yeah, I see. Him. I don't think you can. This well, you can dislike whoever you want, wise, yeah. but I mean, he's trying to obviously. He's in his mind. He thinks he's doing the right thing mm-hmm. by protecting his his sister. You know, yeah. like that's his whole goal. You know, is like protect his sister, whatever. And yeah, let Eugene take the fall. Let him be the fall guy whatnot you know here's this bullshit speech about you needing psychotic meds or whatever (laughs) you know so you could be who you've been and all this stuff and and you haven't been on them and all this you know it's it's trash it's pure weak trash you know it's it's just but in his way i think that's the i think that's him trying to look out for his sister yeah 100 it is you know it it gets a really fucked up about way of doing it Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Out of all the options, out of all the ways you can protect your sister, you're picking the easy way. You're picking like the easy out on this. Um, and he's not the easy out kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's so it's like I mean, I personally like I, one of the things I want to talk to him about when we have him on the panel is when like one of the first things that like I want to ask him is. Does does Mercer himself look at Eugene and say like, yeah, you're the dude that should be with my sister to protect her for the rest of her life and all this yeah. shit. Because you know, Mercer looks at Eugene and, and like he um, he knows his sister and who and what type of person, what type of woman she is. Smart, educated, you know, nerdy, whatever. So like, he, I'm sure I'm sure he sees why she sees something in Eugene, but at the same time, he's probably like, God damn it, really, Eugene? But I, but I, th- I think that. I think the minute he walked into the police station Mm -hmm. and he turned himself in and then Mercer was like, is there anything else? And then he says, I acted alone. She was there, but she was not part of it. I, you know, I, I was 100% me. Mm -hmm. I think at that point, the look 
before Mercer says, yeah. you know, take him. Right. And he's got he, a hard swallow. I think that you actually see him go. Yeah. He's got a hard swallow. Huh. Like maybe, like maybe this is the guy who can protect my sister. You know mm. what I mean? So I think that you can actually see that shift in his thought process of like, really, you pick this asshole. Yeah. To, to kind of like, okay, now I can kind of see it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Eugene goes through his whole emotional, you know, up and down. I love the scene with Rosita. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, he. Terrible. I mean, his scenes with Rosita, his scene with Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to say, I love when he took his um. I don't know the the bola bola. Yeah, he took it off, and he was like, "Here, give us the cocoa. I'm sure she'll be able to grow into it. Maybe by the age of you know age 15." I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, I mean, you know why he, why he picked 15 though? Because hmm. in in Spanish culture, you you become a woman at you know technically you celebrate your quinceanera and you become a woman at 15. Oh, really? Where oh. yeah, where for like you know we do sweet 16, hmm. you know. For the Latino community, fifteen year old, fifteen years old, you essentially become a woman at fifteen, and you celebrate your quinceanera, and oh. so that's why I believe he picked fifteen. Him knowing that is, you know, because he's smart, he knows that that's, you know, a good age for her to get something like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I um, I did find a blooper again. <laughs> oh, okay, sweet. Where was it? Look. I, I do this for a living, so it's my job to spot this stuff. Um, <laughs> where Pamela is with Sebastian and like he's strapped down, he hasn't turned yet, but Sebastian's in the background and she's talking to Mercer. So you, everybody's supposed to be looking at Pamela, but of course I'm looking at Sebastian. Mm-hmm. You see his uh, chest rising and falling a little bit. Oh. But he didn't hold his breath. Hmm. <laughs> it's just in one shot, so it was like it was another blink and you miss it moment. But I was like, I see you. I see what you're doing. Mm. Hold that breath, boy. Hold that. <laughs> so Linda, <laughs> Linda's throwing Eugene right under the bus. I love it. She goes, Eugene is the reason why they're all in, the, we're all here in this situation. Basically, he thought with his penis, not his brain. <laughs> yeah, Eugene. So I mean, I have to say though, I agree. I gotta say, it came from Linda though. I love yeah. the fact that it oh, came yeah. from Linda. <laughs> Linda's a savage, and I, yeah, yeah. But I think that Eugene did the right thing. I think that exposing Sebastian the way that he did, or you know, rather calling him out on his shit, I think that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I good, bad, or different. I really think that was the, the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, there's going to be consequences because I mean, he's the fucking governor's son. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I I think that for once, I think Eugene is being a man. Yeah. Mitchell wants to know when Eugene's going to get a break, and honestly, I'm happy he hasn't gotten a break because he's been a liar since day fucking one. <laughs> so keep not giving that dude a break. He it's don't okay. deserve one. It's okay. I think I love that they showed that in the flashback, too. Yeah. They specifically referenced that. Yeah. I think it's to show his growth. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I still don't think he deserved a break. No, I, I think this was his turning point. I think this is where he really, really realized, like, oh, shit, like, Nobody else can step up to the plate. I have to, mm-hmm. and then I think yeah. that that's his, that that's his character arch turn right there. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't think it's right that he lied, but it, you know when a survival of the fittest, you got you got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he lied, and it worked out. Look how long it's worked out for him. Yeah. Yep. I know. I would be dying within the first week of the apocalypse. Maybe <laughs> the second week, I'm feeling generous. But I, I, I would. I, I would get Otis so really hard. So. <laughs> Who says you'd be hanging out with me? Why does it gotta be me that's gonna be the one that gives you the Otis treatment? Why you gotta you point the brother? You're supposed to protect me. What? 
Not you. Talking I was talking to, yeah, talking to him. Because okay. he like he's like I'll, he's like I know who's gonna. He's like I'll be Otis, and he points at me. <laughs> does this mean Chris is shame? Yes, yes it does. John Berthold, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I've been I've been called a shame for a while. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying that I could 100 percent see him shooting in the leg to save himself. Yeah, I can see that. Number one. Mm. Number one. You wouldn't waste a bullet on me? I wouldn't need to save myself. Okay? Let's <laughs> make that very, very fucking clear right now. Okay? I might shoot you in the leg to save you, but not well, for me. Say, how about save me? Because you're not... If you're saying you can't keep up, you can't keep up. That's not my fault. No, I would keep up, but I think that you would shoot me in the leg just to save your own skin. I wouldn't need to do that. I wouldn't have to do that. Mm-mm. No, I might cut a pinky off. Make you bleed out a little bit. Oh, so you're going to make me tougher? <laughs> I'll, I'll turn you into bait. <laughs> you just have to treat me like, uh, what's the, what the, the, what the, hell's the guy's name in um, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, when they're in the tunnel, and, and, he, and he's getting killed with a zombie. He's like, kill me! Kill me! And, and uh, CJ shot him in the head, Yeah, and then it runs. You know, yeah. like, kill me. You don't have to worry about it. We're, we're we'll be go okay. to Costco. Plain and simple. Don't go to Costco. <laughs> don't do it. We actually did. Do you remember when we did? Do you, Renee? Do you remember? It was a long time ago when when we did a, a show on where would you go during the apocalypse. Oh yeah, we broke it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like best areas to that I, we, that was like years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have. Maybe that'll be our homework assignment. We'll all do our own contingency plans and we'll present them. Right. But right. We, but we'll save it for when we run out of episodes. Yeah. Once this. Yeah. We'll do that at the. So end. Our first episode after the last after the the series finale breakdown the week after we'll we'll present our yeah. project. I have. I actually have ideas. I'm going to talk to you guys after the show. All right. Yeah. If I ever have time in my life, I still want to like start writing my book. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I've been writing a book for the past nine years. So let's talk about the people that we know are going to end up staying behind, so to speak. Right now, that's Ezekiel, Yumiko, mm-hmm. um, Eugene, Max. Is that everybody? I mean, you can include Yumiko's brother, but we haven't really seen him. He's probably baking a fucking cake or something. What the hell's his name? Well, they purposely referenced Tommy. Yeah, yeah, Tommy. Surgery, yeah. Now they made him be a doctor now. Oh yeah, he's a doctor now. I forgot he he made it up because yeah, he cured Ezekiel right with the whole whatever. Yeah. So I mean, there's at least four that we know of that are staying. Everybody else is planning on. Well, Eugene's captured. The other three are staying. I do. Do we think that the ones that are staying behind are automatically on the chopping block? Wait, did we say Gabe? I didn't say Gabe, but Gabe was on the fence. I think Gabe was on the fence. Yeah. yeah. I think he's stay. You think he's going to yeah. stay? Yeah. I just yeah. Feel, he finally feels fulfilled. He finally feels some redemption for what he did to his flock before. So now he's his new flock. It, you know, his whole, yeah. you know, his spirituality has ebbed and flowed and all this stuff. So I, I feel like he will. Um, something I lost my other thought. Keep talking. Uh, Pi says that Judith's narr- narrative is starting to get on her, her nerves badly. I don't like that obnoxious little brat anyway. <laughs> you know, I gotta listen to her at the she beginning is of the her. sweetest. <laughs> Pi is she is uh one of a kind. Yeah, I think that the narratives are I think they're very interesting. And I think Chris had mentioned or no, maybe Ryan mentioned this before, like in another episode, that it's kind of like Carl at yeah. the end of comic. 
like going through and telling everybody what's happening mm-hmm. with what's going on, like that that twenty year time twenty whatever time jump there yeah. in the comics. Um, so I, I think it's fun. Um, you know, and I think it's very interesting and it's it's neat to see the clips of you know all the characters that are gone. You know. So Pi and Linda want to know what's going to happen with all these kids. Who's surviving out of the kids? Um, you got Jerry's kids. So Pi says, I worry about Jerry's kids because nobody else does, not even Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Nabila's got it. Um, you got Coco. Ezekiel, yeah, he, he was rounding them up. Jerry was gone. Jerry had already left. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. He, I don't think any of the kids are going to die. We're not gonna see that. I don't. Not yeah. on TV. We wouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of kids stuff. Yeah, we have. I don't think these. Remember Ben? Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. Oh, honey. I don't think AMC has the guts to kill any of these kids. Ooh, damn! Calling them out. I. Do you think to end the series they could pull that trigger though? Like, you know, have them be trapped in a house. You know, waiting to be saved, and then they are just never saved and totally, completely. Honestly, for like two seasons, that I expected Gracie to die. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're asking about dog, and somebody said Daryl ate dog, but yeah, yeah. Dog has been gone. Dogs with Ezekiel and his little zoo that he has with all the animals. That's my answer. That's confirmed. We got dog is dog is at the zoo. <laughs> the dog is keeping things in order with the zoo animals. Dog went to the farm. Um, <laughs> dogs, dogs hanging out. Dogs hanging out in the uh, the the, uh, the big zoo in the sky with Shiva. Yeah, I was. You know, can I can I say I was I was really hoping that I was really hoping that Pamela was gonna flip the coin. Yeah, and not have you know. I really wanted her to do the whole. Like what he does, you know, spin it, yep. kind of thing. And the way she, the way that she did it, you know, maybe they tried it and she couldn't. Maybe she couldn't catch it. I don't know, or whatever. But I just feel like that would have been a lot more fitting for his decision making. Oh yeah, than just a fifty-fifty shot like that. Um, but I will say that walking Sebastian in the room, you know, like bring it back once again to the governor. And you know, downtown and everything like that. The 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 pit fights they used to have and everything. Yep. You know, the on the Walker leash kind of thing. Another <laughs> throwback kind of scene, which was really cool to see. Um, I forgot who said, it, but someone in chat was like, "Pamela's a governor 2.0." Yeah, you know, which she is a governor, so yeah. it's like Zay said it, and I think Mitchell said it too. Yeah. Um, but. Let me see. I was expecting Pamela not to have a coin in either hand. Yeah, that would have been really devious too to not have a coin in either hand as well. I could have seen that, and she and like when she opens her palms, there's no coin. She goes, "Yeah, ooh, bad luck." Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> he just dies. You know what I mean? I was like, "Okay, that that would have been, that would have been cool." That would have been a no country for old men moment right there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, she is a nasty, I mean, she throws him a knife. She says the body's still warm. Feed my son. And it's his, it's his dude, the bullheaded dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cal- yeah. I mean, it's this like, it's brutal. Your you're like, your, your gig is up, man. She's so onto everything that he had going on. It's, uh, what know. happened to the other one, the girl? We don't know yet. 
gonna come after us thank yeah. you <laughs> great look they steal everything else so it's fine yeah, yeah. 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 a new deal you know that's we heard one mention of the deal right so i think yep. they're just you know pulling something from the, the episode or whatever yeah um you see in the episode's last moments before rosita could depart from the commonwealth she was mm -hmm. attacked yeah uh they weren't troopers maybe more lance's minions i don't know yeah, they, they weren't troopers. Well, yeah, but they could have just been on, you know, Pamela's people not, you know, maybe she just said, don't go in the soldier, you know, don't go in your uniforms, go do this incognito kind of thing. Yeah. Who else? I don't know that Lance has that many people. I mean, the soldiers obey him, but right. does he have, I mean, all we ever saw was Calhoun and Shira, but I suppose he could have more. Well, there was that one episode where he had, like, they showed his little... I don't building. know, office building place yeah. that he had, you know. Yeah, so maybe there were more people in there that he could have been. Could have yeah. been. I, yeah. I don't know who they were, but man, Rosita was giving a run for their money, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they weren't there, obviously, to kill her because they snatched her. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, they had like a hood they put over her. Yeah. Yeah. So she's being brought somewhere. Um, you know, speculate why or with who. You know, it's that that's fifty fifty as well. I mean, see, I I have two theories. It's either going to be some anonymous head squad for the for the, you know for Pamela, or it's um like this underground resistance that yeah, that, that well because we haven't yeah. seen Mag Magna, and she was part. If if anyone's going to be part of an underground resistance, yeah, it would have <laughs> been her because she was working kind of like in the you know she she had the waitress job you know she wasn't yeah, she didn't kind of have like a real, background yeah, yeah she yeah. didn't have a real profession to go off of or anything like that when she was brought into the community and we haven't really seen her since we we saw her disappear with yumiko off the bench when the you know yeah. announcement went out yeah right we haven't seen it so, so those three might be together with like yeah. the resistance Maybe. people but why would the resistance people attack rosita um, because I think that they, they have to judge to see if they're truly on their side. You don't want to just be like, oh, come with me to our secret lair. <laughs> well, I like, wonder, though, I mean, you know, like they were there and they, maybe they were going to kind of kidnap her without kind of thinking they could just two guys get to overtake right. this girl. Right. Having it. You know, they were just going to take yeah. them away so they couldn't, you know, whatever. And she just <laughs> decided that wasn't how she was going down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's it's gonna be good. Yeah, to, interesting to see. Yeah, um, I did. I did get somebody posted a spoiler on our nation page. The idiot! He just posted a giant spoiler picture and everything right in the middle. Luckily, I caught it quick and was able to delete it. Okay. But I was like, are you kidding me? It was, so they had to reprimand the next episode, or yeah, so I know a huge spoiler. Oh. oh no. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, obviously we're not going to ask what it is, but is it a death? I don't 
I'm not telling anything. <laughs> Pi says Lance has a knife now. He can finish off Sebastian. Well, um, I think that's what she wants him to do. I mean, she, you know. Yeah. She I can't do it herself. Gonna... Right. Uh, let me see. Oh, my God. Pamela didn't want to kill. Didn't want to kill the son. She wants him alive like the governor wanted his daughter alive, possibly. Yeah, I, don't, um, I think she was just being weird how she is. I don't know. She's just. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell said he, that she's his favorite for 11C, and I'm like, man, she is just the worst. And, and he said she just he likes how she does things, you know, and gets things done and that kind of stuff, which, yeah, but she is. Whew, she's brutal. So we got. <laughs> Mitchell says the episode should have been titled Horny. <laughs> Since Lance always is when Pam is touching his face. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. It wasn't his face. Well, yeah, we're not sure what I mean, she, touch, it was but. weird because like, at one point she like had her hand and she like this. Yes. Ugh, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. and, and, like the last episode when she did that when he was on, on the anthill, you know, or whatever, and she did it, he kind of made this moaning sound. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, creepy. You know what it kind of reminded me of, and so I, I'm not going to get into specifics because if you haven't watched uh, House of Dragon, this past week's episode, mm-hmm. there is a scene where a certain female character uh, shows off her leg and her feet uh, wow. for one of the one of the lords, and like that's his payment for information. He gets, is that he has a fetish for legs and, and feet. Yeah. And so he like masturbate while watching her. And she knows this, but she like looks away and she looks like she's like disgusted, but she continues to do it because she's like like an addict, like looking for her next fix, you know, mm-hmm. of information. And it, that's what it reminded me of almost. Like that's the first thing I thought of because I watched these episodes like back to back and I'm like <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? We're gonna post another poll right now in the chat. We want to know oh, what you got. Yeah, we want to know what you guys think. When Aaron admits that he knew that he had heard about these types of walkers. Now we talked about this. I was beginning the show, but do you think yes or no? Is it wrong that Aaron hasn't disclosed this information prior to now about you know knowing of these variant walkers? Um, you know, like like we said, like obviously. If one of us is just reintroduced into a group and we're all part of a community and we're sitting around the, the bonfire, I'm going to tell everybody the story about I saw a walker opening a damn door or carrying a knife or a rock or climbing a fence. So, I mean, do we think, you know, how, how do we think Aaron is in the wrong with not disclosing this information? I feel like it's just another thing of that it's not typical Aaron that we know. Yeah. And it's just the producers just trying to stir some stuff, you know, stir some beef, as they say in fear. Yeah. Um. Just to, I don't know. Do we? Pissed me off. Do we see another another Lydia's boyfriend's die? What do we think? Lydia doesn't die. Wait, Lydia died or Lydia? No, I was really kind of, I was really dead set on one of our people dying in this episode. Like, I knew the Sebastian death was obviously there, but, you know, it made me very sad to see Jerry get hurt because immediately I leaped to the fact that, okay, he's hurt. He's not mm-hmm. going to be able to do certain things or whatever. He's he's going to die next. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously talk about, um, you know, 
who was it, Kingdom 2.0 and yeah. King Jerry, Queen Nabila, you know, um, and like this this place that they stumbled upon once again. We stumble upon this giant fortress in the middle of the woods. I think fire somebody mentioned that earlier on. Oh my god. And the the place is gigantic. It looked like it was almost like when you looked at the some of the buildings and some of the wall artwork and stuff on the walls on the exterior. It looked almost like a mosque. Like it had like you know, just weird kind of like I wanna say mosque like um graphics on the outside of the walls and stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, like you just happen to stumble upon this again, you know, like in the just, hey, look, there's this giant castle in the middle of the woods. It's perfect. And it's been here the whole time. On our way to Oceanside. Probably we're going to see that again. Because sure. um, when they were filming the series finale, um, obviously it was around when pandemic was happening. And one of the days, my friends and I were driving to spend the day in Sonoya. And I'm pretty sure we drove past that area because we saw like um, the you know the production codes and we mm-hmm. saw like where the cast trailers were and everything. And I'm pretty sure we saw something, or at least that area where the, where it is in the woods, mm-hmm. or or we saw something very similar. But I definitely remember seeing some. We did do some reshoots though. We heard. Yeah. Okay. But not to say that they don't go back to that, but they. I know there were some reshoots, and I don't know where they were. Yeah, because I think this was like the day after um, Norman got hurt. Because this was like, let's see, pandemic was on a Friday. This is probably Wednesday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah, right. I just got excited that we got to see the production stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just you know when when you know that they're going to a community that we've seen them go to a community so many times. And, you know, from Alexandria, from Hilltop or whatever. And they're once again, just going back to a place that they've been to several times. And we happen to stumble upon this place this one time uh, at all the times they've ever traveled there. So, you know, it, eh, you know, it, it's kind of like, really? Okay, I'll fall for it. You got me. Um, so yeah, I think we probably will see that become Kingdom 2.0. Uh, I think Jerry will survive this. Uh, I don't think Ezekiel's going to. Um, I think they're both going to avoid it. I don't know, man. I think Jerry, actually, if you think about all the relationships and you think about all the stories and everything like that, and all the, the... the unhappy endings we've had with relationships and stuff like that. I feel like he, because they spoke about King Jerry, Queen Nabila and not Ezekiel, you know what I mean? Or even though he's like, I think Ezekiel would like, like this place. I kind of feel like, you know, he gets to surplant and take that as his, his, you know, his future with his family and Ezekiel doesn't make it. I don't know. And like, kind of like in, in like honor of Ezekiel kind of thing. That's almost why I think he's going to bite it. I yeah. think it's because I think it was like a foreshadowing of him wanting something like his yeah, own community. I feel like we've seen so much of that that now it's kind of like, I don't know. If I were to pick a happy ending for anybody out of this situation, I think it would be him with his with Nabila and all their kids. 
to have to start a big community like that because like honestly who else is better at starting a thriving community than someone who is part of one mm-hmm. you know with an established family yeah so i don't know i'm kind of i guess maybe not just because i don't want to see him die but you know i kind of feel like it, you know it's like i think it would be fitting for him to have that character arc at the end and let that be his his way of going out, so to speak. So, so uh, I sent Pi the link for the YouTube video of the scene from House of Dragon, mm-hmm. and Pi just goes, "Oh my god, I feel dirty now." <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if I had to, if I had to give you like depth right now. It's gonna be Ezekiel, Lydia. Uh, her new fling there. What's his name again? Elijah. Elijah. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron. And Abe. Who? I'm going with Abe. Who? I mean, I'm sorry, Gabe, not Abe. Sorry, I was like, Abe's no, no, been no, dead no, for no, about no. four seasons. And I meant, I meant Gabe. I'm sorry, Gabe. What about Annie and the baby? Yeah, I, that would be cruel if they do that. Well, I mean, I still think she's getting Lori. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about like our main people. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that Annie, and I, I told you guys in the, the previous mm-hmm. show that I think that's where Negan falls down into his rabbit hole of becoming the Negan again, with yeah. Maggie being the only one to like save him and pull him yeah. out of that. It's a good theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, like, I do think she's going to get Lori's comic book. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. But it's like speaking of our like actual group, I got those ones as being my deaths um, coming up. I mean, Rosita, I think for some reason is going to survive, even though I know that her comic book death happened a long time ago and she's had many close encounters. Um, I even think with this recent kidnapping of her and everything like that, I still think she's going to be a survivor at the end. I still don't. I don't think she's in danger. I truly, I truly don't. I think that this is some kind of resistance that is trying to recruit her. Well, to the yeah, cause. just yeah, yeah, whatever speculation. But you know, I, I think that um, because of the through, I think if they were to try to hurt her, it would have been much easier to knock her out. Yeah, and, and, just and, kill her, or just kill her. Yeah, <laughs> unless, unless they're trying to imprison her. Yeah, but then even then, you conquer on the back of the head, you knock her out, then it's easier to drag her body than her kicking and screaming, which they didn't do. They took a hood and they put it over top of her. Yeah. Well, the this, the synopsis. This isn't spoiling. This is the printed synopsis from AMC says that Carol in the next episode, Carol and Daryl look for those who are missing. So I believe they, they you know they they take several of them or something. Right. Yeah. All right, so this isn't a spoiler either because it was on Talking Dead. They showed Carol getting into a fight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could be, it really could be the resistance because they're trying to round up the strongest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could lead to the same thing. Yeah. It will be interesting. It will be. As soon as we're all wrapped up tonight, I'm going to watch the next episode and see yeah, what we got. I'll be watching it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll watch it Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me see. I'm just going to finish up what we got in the chat. I still think Mercer could be behind everyone getting taken. Uh, well, I mean, that was a community announcement by Pamela, you know, for her, for everyone to be, unless you're talking about like Rosita. I think somebody mentioned like with Rosita. And okay. Okay. Yeah. Earlier someone said that. I mean, it could be, we don't know where Mercer really is right now. 
We he's so he's on so many different sides of the fence at so many different times. He's straddling the fence. He's yeah, got like one he's, foot on each side. Yeah, and we don't know what side he's gonna fall on yet. I'm sure we all have an idea of where he's gonna land. Um, but yeah, I guess that could be very true that maybe he's trying to round up these people in his own plan, his own plot to leave and get out of there. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he was the leader or a leader of the resistance and that what he's doing right now is keeping up a front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, what's the best way to hide? But you know, in plain sight. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I it, we'll find out. I mean, it's coming quick, so you know, it's uh, I mean. We'll, uh, we'll we'll find out more. I mean, if the, anybody is in the chat that's already watched the next episode, I'm sure there's plenty of you. Um, but who knows what uh, what happens in in twenties? But I'm about to find out when we're done. <laughs> we have literally like one month left. Do you realize? I know. Yeah, I know. That hurts so much. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But there's a lot of fun that's going to take place in the next month, so we'll be all right. Yes, I am super excited. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna annoy the crap out of you guys next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like two weeks, right? It's like two yeah, weeks. Yeah, even a weekend. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, a little less. Yeah. Less than. yeah. So I'm excited for the camp. We've got you guys. We're gonna try to do some. I don't know exactly what all we're gonna do for you guys, but we're trying to do some things. And if nothing else, we will get recordings of our panels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're gonna try to do some live things if we can because we've got some very talented people helping us. Um, but if not, we will have good recordings this time. Last time we tried to do them with the phone and it was terrible, but it's all we had. And so this time we'll, you guys will be able to at least see them afterwards. And we've got some great panels. Um, we get to interview a lot of really good people. Yes. Yep. And then don't forget to hang out with us next week because next week we have Carrie Genzel back with us. Yes, yes Carrie, we do. That'll be Tuesday, right? Yes, Tuesday, yep. So Tuesday the twenty fifth. Yep. Tuesday the twenty fifth. We'll be back with Yeah. We'll be back with Carrie, uh seven o'clock. And um that'll bring us right to the camp. Yeah, a couple days before. Um <laughs> that's on Tuesday we fly out Thursday? Friday. Friday? Friday. Friday. Yeah. I'm all fucked up, but yeah, Friday. Yeah. You're flying on Friday night, right? Friday night. Friday evening. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I know. Dang, I was hoping I would have seen you at the airport. We don't yeah. land till like nine. Nine. Yeah. It's so we don't get delayed again. I know. Yeah, well, yeah, no delay this time. Got delayed five hours. Well, I'm I mean it's a different airline and I haven't heard anything bad. Different airport, different airline. Yeah. So uh just as long as we don't get hit with some kind of I know <laughs> Nor'easter, right? Um I know this is gonna be like a really nerdy adult thing, but it brings me a lot of excitement that we're flying out of an airport that has one gate. Yeah, right. <laughs> like two like, gates, like like two gates. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Dude, like, it never fails. Whenever I go to Georgia, my gate is always at the end of the hallway. Uh, like, so our yeah. plane, like we're gonna walk the actual tarmac to get onto our plane. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's yeah, it's, it's actually an Air Force base. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> Stewart Air Force Base. So. Yeah, yeah. I get good old newer. For anybody who knows Newark Airport, you mm. know it's like. I think it's like one of the top oh, five worst airports oh. in the country. Well, Newark, Newark's also like one of the top like, five worst cities in the United States, but I mean, it's like a <laughs> giant crawling cockroach. Ugh, it really is. <laughs> it's easier for me to get there. I, I, I'm, I'll never forget. I dropped a friend off like super early in the morning at Newark Airport. We're driving through Newark, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. It was like still dark outside. 
And this was the first time that I legitimately saw homeless people around a burn barrel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought their shit was like a movie. <laughs> she was like, no, it's not. This is this is new work. I'm like, oh, it's all right. Yeah, it's just all right, work. cool. Welcome to Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, Dirty Jersey. The, uh, the reason why they call us the Dirty Jersey. <laughs> the seaport stench. Yes. <laughs> make uh, the Greek. <laughs> yeah, make yeah. the Greek, yeah. Oh, right? Uh yeah. Hey mom, what's up? Mom mom pops this is in hilarious. Mom pops in at the end and says I like HPN, which is White Plains. I do like HPN, yeah. but after our experience last time, I'm a little perturbed. Yeah, that and that's uh, uh White, that's Plains. White Plains in Westchester County. Yeah, yeah. That's another one. That one's only about forty minutes. And that one's about South. six gates. Yeah. About six gates. Yeah. But here's the problem, right? So we get there, I don't remember what time our flight was, but we got there like an hour. About an hour before, before we, hour and a half before we departed, because again, small small airport. You know, there's six gates. There's one security checkpoint. It, I mean, we were in and out of security in two minutes. Not even kidding. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there. A fucking sandwich cost fifteen dollars. Yeah, the sandwich, the bread was stale. <laughs> the meat was slimy. <laughs> Never again. And then they're like drizzling. I mean, drizzling rain. And they were like, oh, we're delaying your flight. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, the, the, the flights that were going to Fort Lauderdale were flying out. Yeah. And I'm like, we're flying at the same airport. The same. If there's rain here, there's rain two gates down that way. <laughs> I was so pissed. Yeah. And it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then for Delta, they were like, oh, there's nothing we can do for you. Nothing we can do for you. Nothing we can do for you. Yeah. I'm like, what? And they're like, well, you know, if the flight gets canceled... I looked at I looked at the flight while I'm sitting with him in the freaking cafeteria, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Chris. He goes, what? I'm like, the next flight's nine o'clock in the morning. He goes, what? I go, it's this flight. There's one other flight that was like departing like 40 minutes after us, also going to Atlanta uh, through Delta. And I'm like, but after that, it's nine a.m. Yeah. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude. Really. Downside to small airports, though. Yeah. Yeah. The conveniences they're not far away, but yeah, no. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm just gonna drive, so it'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You hush right. over there. You know what's gonna be cool is that in uh, I guess whenever your timeline is, Meg, we'll have both of you down in it in, yeah. in, in Georgia. I'm hoping by the spring camp. Yeah. That's my ultimate goal. Um, I'm going to Disney in January, so I'm hoping when I come home, I can start really checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go down for the finale party. Um, I'm actually flying down a day early so I can scope out some towns that um, a friend of mine named. Okay, cool. very cool. Yeah. So it'd be a nice play. You know, I have you two down there, us two up here. You know, we won't be on camera though together because we're, we're going to be like three hours apart. I think. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it'll be like, no, actually, every Tuesday you have to drive three hours. Yes, you guys. I mean, Renee, if you want to spend the weekend, you're more than welcome. You know that. <laughs> I have the bigger house, so. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. but my dog's really cute. <laughs> your dog. Okay. So, uh, so. <laughs> my dog will like tear like she will terrify your house, but she needs areas to run as small as she is. So she will just zoom. Mitchell Mitchell says uh what happened? I have a one bedroom condo. So yeah. <laughs> she said she needs the dog needs space to run. I said my house is yeah, uh, plenty of plenty of space. Yeah. Run. Yeah. And she'll lick you to death. So <laughs> Mitchell says he's gonna be going to the airport for the first time ever in November by himself. Oh my god. Okay, Mitchell, if you have any questions, 
I will hook you up because it is scary to fly alone. I get it. And they will give you yep. a snack pack. Depending on who you fly with, they will give you, as long as you say it's your first time, they may not give you the pilot ladies, but they will give you a snack pack. And I think, it, Mitchell, are you coming from Canada? Is that what? Yeah, it's Canada. That's cool. Yeah, he's coming from Canada. Cool. Yeah, it's too bad you can't make it to the camp in October. Well, if he, yeah. he could he could fly from Canada to Stewart, and then he could fly down with us if he wants. You know, I mean, or he could fly to Newark. You could fly to any other, you know. But I would take a direct flight. You know, that way you don't have to worry about no layover. Yeah. The one um, the one time I had to take a layover was the worst experience of my life. Yeah. I was flying from JFK to Dallas Fort Worth, mm. and then I was catching a connecting flight to Amarillo, Texas, and I will never forget this, but. I, <laughs> our flight was delayed at, at a JFK. Shocking. Night, Lindy. And I had forty. No, no. I had thirty minutes to deep plane, run across Dallas Fort Worth Airport. If you ever been there? It's fucking huge. It's one of the largest airports in the United States. And I had to run clear across, like I think it was like three terminals. I and, and I didn't know. I, well, my first time flying. It was like my third time flying. I didn't know the fact that there was a thing called a sky rail, whatever the fuck they called it. So I'm literally fucking running, like fawns sprinting, all 250 pounds of me, fucking flying down the aisle. <laughs> and I'm flying. This guy stops. He's like, where are you going to go? And like some random passenger. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to like go to this terminal, this gate, whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm going like two gates down from you. Follow me. And he showed me the sky rail. I got to my gate five minutes before they closed the doors. Wow. Yeah, that's rough. The, the yeah. connecting flights suck. Oh man. my god, they don't give you any time. You use. either have fifteen minutes to get to your next flight, or you have sixteen hours. Yeah, yeah. there is no in between. <laughs> so I was pretty much airport I was at, but I had to run like that too. I had heels. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Mitchell says he has to travel to Detroit and then from Detroit to Atlanta. Oh wow. So, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to hustle. Detroit's a big airport, too. Yeah, Detroit's yeah. big. Yeah. You'll have to hustle. You, I'm sure they'll give you, we probably, I'm going to say if it's a, a quick connecting flight, they give you about 40 minutes to get from gate to gate. So, depending on how much time, I mean, maybe he's got two hours in between because he's coming from Canada. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But, I would say Google the uh, the airport layout. Yeah, just, ahead of time. Yes, ahead of time. Figure out where the sky rails are. Figure out where the gates are, and always always know your where your gate is. Yep. Oh, Detroit is only fifteen minutes. Oh, so he's flying out of Detroit to Atlanta, so he doesn't have to fly to Detroit, which is good. Oh, okay, okay. cool. So direct flight. Cool. So he's he's just a border guy. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, he's like border dude. Yeah, you're like an honorary American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's, that's not a fun title to have. <laughs> yeah, don't tell people that. <laughs> um. Well, look, man, if you need to, uh, if you have any questions about traveling, yeah. flying, whatever, please feel free to reach out to any one of us. Uh, we'll gladly help you. We do it semi-professionally now. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> kind of just becomes part of your life as you get yeah. older. You fly to places. Yeah. Um, I got to drive six hours. Fuck that. I'll fly two hours. You know, an yeah. hour. Dress, yeah. dress comfortably. Don't yeah. wear anything with yeah. metal. No yeah. belt. No necklaces. No, no bracelets. Any, yeah, try to keep yourself so that when you go through security, it's clean and easy. Shorts or sweatpants are your best friend. Yep. Um, yeah. T-shirt or tank top, depending on weather. Yeah, make sure you make sure you wear. Well, yeah. I was gonna say, but make sure you wear socks because if you know, like, you got to take your shoes off. Oh yeah, I walk barefoot. Oh, don't barefoot the air. Not, not in Detroit. Detroit. No, not in Detroit. No. Yeah, <laughs> I would do it in Stewart, maybe, maybe. 
flip-flops on. Okay, well, that's... Okay, I get it. So, I mean, wear, like, a nice pair of comfortable sneakers or something. Yeah, flip-on. Flip-on something. Yeah, flip-on, yeah. Socks, obviously. And, um, you know, never leave your house without clean underwear on, Mom always says. So. Oh, and if they... <laughs> It's not the end of the world. It happens to me every time I fly. Flag your bag? No, they usually pat me down. And I'll pat I, you down. I look at them and I'm like, it's just that. It's fine. I, I'm not hiding anything. Yeah, I will never forget 20, the 20, it was 2019, it was right before the pandemic. I was with, you guys know Connie Wolf? Yeah. So I was with Connie. And so she was flying to Danbury Airport and I was flying at, to White Plains. And our flights took off like within like 15 minutes of each other. So we Ubered together from Sonoy to Atlanta. And so we get there plenty of time, whatever. And I got through security in like 10 minutes. I mean, it was like there was nobody there. It was early in the morning. It was perfect. And so I get, I'm at my gate. I'm relaxing. And I think maybe like 40 minutes later, I got a text from Connie. And she was like, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And I'm like, what? And she goes, they brought the bomb sniffing dog. And I go, what? And she goes, Ryan, I can't make their shit up. She goes, I have cookies in my bag that I brought for my for my like her, her nieces and nephews. And she goes, they thought they were pop they were pop cookies. And I'm, she goes, they weren't. I swear. <laughs> and she was like, it was so funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Pi said she got stranded once. She missed the, the doors by seconds, and she got stuck in a country she didn't know with barely any money. That sucks. <laughs> That is terrible. I got patted down in security every time. Maybe I'm looking at them the wrong way. Stop winking, Pi. <laughs> yeah, Pi, like, hey, something's in my pocket. <laughs> There's a party in my pants. You want to see my leg? <laughs> They're just searching for the coin. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're looking for the coin. You know what's actually really funny too is you know when you stand in the, like the rotating thing and you have to take your hands and you have to go like this, right? Oh, I have to go like this. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I couldn't do it up here because you couldn't see it. So I had to do it down here. Um, but what's funny is I have a tattoo of the Flash from DC Comics on my leg, and it's fairly large on my right on my right outer thigh. And every time I go through airport security, it flags something metallic right there on my mm. on my right leg. So almost always I get pulled to the side by by TSA. And they always think that I have like something in my pocket. I'm like, dude, and I, I'm, I'm, they're like, turn your pockets out. And I'm like, okay. So I turn my pockets out and they pat me down. And they're like, what? And I have to explain to them that I have a tattoo and it triggers it every time. I don't know why. Hmm. But Did I'm like, metallic injected into you? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm Wolverine. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's adamantium. <laughs> I don't know. I knew it. <laughs> um, let me just go through. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, let me see. Mitchell said, thank you guys. I have a friend on Twitter. It's been helping out. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, we're here. Pie. We're here for you. You pervert. Um, what'd she say? Is that a tattoo? Are you happy to see us? <laughs> <laughs> Tippy, I love that Tippy's been hanging out. I really do. I yeah. Tippy, Tippy, we miss you. We miss you. We know you have such a busy life with every with the kids and, and family and everything like that. So we appreciate you chilling. Tippy shared with us an article. That Sarah and Callie's did about Lori's return because she said this, you know, because of that talk last time. I forgot to share it with everybody, so I'll share it with you guys. Um, but it was uh, her talking about Lori's return, or you know, the fan theory that she didn't die and stuff. <laughs> Nobody knew that. 
<laughs> Meg, he can't DM you because uh, you guys don't follow each other yet. So we'll make sure that happens in case he's got to ask any questions. <laughs> um, and then, yes, Tiff, we miss you. We miss you too, Moon. You know, a lot. I know. Everybody's growing up. Yeah. I mean, she just had the baby like yesterday. And it, you know. Yesterday, literally. Holy shit. I mean, that's one of the crazy things, right? It's like that, like, Tiffy's one of the OGs, you know, mm -hmm. one of the OG followers. And, like, so, I mean, that, at this point, we've known you for six years. Six years. Yeah. Probably going on seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, seeing, like, your family grow up is just really cool to be kind of be a part of that. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Tiffy announced that she was pregnant. Yeah. She just turned. Yeah. 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 We did the. Yes. That baby shower was the best because. Everybody sent me the money and things, and I kept, we bought all the stuff that we knew she wanted, and then people kept sending me money, and I can't remember how many Target gift cards I ended up getting, because I didn't know what else to get her, so I was like, yeah. okay, I'll buy another one, so. That was <laughs> really. With Target gift cards. Yeah. I'm sorry. It hits me right in the feels, though. Yeah. Say, so Tiffy goes, yeah, when we, when we used to do the Survivor podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Gets me right in the feels. Oh, man. Yeah. And Mitchell said, I just met y'all. I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. It'll be fun. It'll be fun in less than two weeks. So, yeah. um, all right. We're going to wrap it up. It's been almost two hours. But there I was mean, a lot to unpack in this episode. But there, but there was, but you know what? We, you know, it's always fun to interact with everybody outside of what, the show and just talk and get to know yeah. each other and everything. Um, and to reminisce, of course. Yep. Um, once again, Mitchell, we'll help you out any way we can. We'll make sure we're all following each other and everything like that. Um, and then we'll be back Tuesday and yep. we'll be here with Carrie Ganzel, Clark, Miss Carrie Ganzel from the Commonwealth. Yes, she knows she's doing her photo ops at the camp as Clark. As Clark. Yeah, Clark, I saw yeah. that. Cool. Very cool. I, I thought was awesome because I still need to buy my photo ops. I, I, I thought about buying a photo ops with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we'll get selfies anyway, Meg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we need to make sure we do that. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll talk to her in the pre-show next week and see who she wants to interrogate. We'll let her choose. Oh, you already talked about doing Meg. Oh, you? Oh, Meg. 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 Oh, okay. So it it is settled. We did. I didn't think it was gonna be official. Oh yeah. Okay. See, Meg's nervous crouching now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Meg's getting interrogated. Meg's getting interrogated. Just a little tip. Why don't you switch all of a sudden? No, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But no, I, you know, I kind of, I did cheat. I did look at um, Chris, and she interrogated Chris. Mm -hmm. And I was laughing, but I'm just like, oh, God. And yeah. I'm how quick she goes from Carrie. Yeah. It's just like, just second nature. To it, it's like a light switch. It yeah. really freaking yeah. is. I might need a copy of this one just for personal <laughs> records. Yeah. Hey, set up your phone, hit record, just go with it, you know? Boom. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you all, especially you overseas people that are, you yeah, know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 2.40 for Linda. Yeah. Linda <laughs> Linda said goodnight before. Pi's still here. Um, Tiffy's just pulling a late night mom night right now. Um <laughs> Mitchell's same thing. I mean, he's a young kid. He can deal with it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, everybody, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. We will be back Bye, next week. Bye, Ma. And um, we will see you guys at 7. Tuesday. Deuces.